Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Catalyst podcast. I'm Leilani, your host. And today we're joined with one of my favorite humans in the whole world, Jonathan McMiller. Jonathan is an entrepreneur, real estate developer, and television personality from St. Louis, Missouri. From corporate to community, he's had a rich variety of experiences that have shaped his outlook on life, his drive to inspire others, to incorporate the values that he learned during his youth, ignited his desire to mentor and coach youth groups within his community. Jonathan co-founded his real estate development company with a mission to enhance neglected communities one house at a time, gaining national attention, and was a featured host on HGTV's My Flipping Family. One of Jonathan's favorite quotes is this, life wasn't meant to be perfect, it was meant to be lived. And with that motivation, Jonathan seeks every day to inspire others, live authentically and genuinely, and make a lasting impression on the world that is felt for generations to come. So some of you may remember Jonathan from season one. We had a conversation with him last year. I'm so excited to bring him back today. He is absolutely a clear channel, an earth angel. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with you, which really centers around what does it mean to say yes to the divine? What does it mean to begin manifesting the things that you've seen? A lot of us are deeply intuitive. We see out, um, we see visions. We, that's a lot of the intuitive information that we receive. And so what happens? How do we begin to attract those experiences? And what can we do to prepare for that? It's so good, y'all, and I can't wait to dive all up in it with you. So without further ado, grab your tennis shoes if you're headed out for your walk or perhaps your cozy spot and cup of tea and enjoy this conversation with my dear friend and soul connection, Jonathan McMiller. My dear, dear brother, Jonathan, how are you today? I am doing good. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, I'm elated that you have me back and so glad to see the progress and the, just the momentum that this um, podcast is taking. Just congrats so to well. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so thank good. you. Thank you. I, it's been <laughs> wild. I... I looked the other day for the first time um, in months about where this podcast has reached. I think it's 20 countries or something like that, that it's gotten. It is. I'm like, how? I mean, we know how. It's yeah. But golly gee. But it's because you <laughs> obeyed. It's because you went forward mm. with what Source was telling you what God was putting in your heart. Oh. That's a scripture. Look, I'm just, I'm already so into (laughs) it. There's like a scripture that says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because Mm -hmm. if you're faithful over a few things, God is going to make you ruler over many. So I can just see that your faithfulness and your dedication to what we in the natural sense perceive as small, there's no really Mm. small beginnings when you step out on faith you step out on what god is telling you that's a big step Mm. it's our perception of something being small but 
something small to us is major in the heavens, right? And so mm. don't despise the day of those small beginnings because in that due season, God's going to really make you ruler over many and much because you were faithful. That's the criteria. That's the criteria. That's already, it. Already taking us to church. All right, oh, taking us to church, Jonathan. Right, I receive it. Thank you. I receive all of it. It's been it's been a wild journey. It's been it's definitely taken my breath away to see the ways that source the universe is supporting me, moving through me, covering mm. me. It's 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 a lot. But here yeah. I am. Here we are. Here we are. And looking good doing it. I mean, don't we always? Okay. The listeners are like, what are these people talking about? Um, We love each other. You are my brother. You're my angel brother. I, so I'm feeling called to have just like a quick couple of questions for listeners who didn't get to hear your first episode with me, which was in season one. So tell us, who are you? What is your big work in the world? And how do you source from your intuition to do that work? So uh, my name is Jonathan McMiller and um, my natural work is real estate, surrounds real estate and business uh, entrepreneurship um, surrounding real estate. So I'm a realtor. I'm also an investor um, I have just everything real estate I do. So um, it's exciting. It's been a good journey and I'm thankful for the provision that it has brought into my life. But understanding that that's not the makeup of who I am. That's who, that's what mm-hmm. God has allowed to um, provide the resources that I need to sustain me here. But my true calling is um, to be a healer mm-hmm. of I, I believe a, a, a listener, somebody that people get healed just by me listening to what it is that they have to say and, and, and the clarity that they even get um, by me just being around them and connecting them to that place of healing. So it's Source who's the healer, and I'm a vessel that allows Source and God to connect these people to get he- the healing that they've been seeking and going after emotionally, um, mentally. So I take that on full on, and I love the work that I do and who I'm called to be. So, uh, And you got to tell us about the show. Can you tell yeah. us? <laughs> yes, I can. I can. So... Um, just so excited that HGTV uh, selected us to do a pilot, and it aired just a few months ago. And that on was my a birthday. On your birthday, on my birthday. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's all about me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wild. You know, I was so happy. The show turned out amazing. The pilot show did. Um, we were very grateful for the experience. And at this point, that's where the experience has brought us to is just to have that pilot done and having that aired. But the opportunities that that has opened up have been just nothing short of amazing. Um, from that experience, we were at, 
sought after by a publishing company. And as of yesterday, our book was officially open for pre-orders. We have a children's book that's out there. Tell us the name of the book. I'm so excited. It's called The Adventures of Dylan and Perry, Operation Treehouse. And it is about two brothers that are tasked with the opportunity to build a treehouse with their father. So um, they didn't get along at first. They are trying to do their own thing, um, but they have to learn the value of teamwork and how each person has an individual strength that adds to the collective. So they discover their strengths, they discover their creative sides, and they finally come together. Um, And it's, it's, again, in alignment with our work and what I know I'm called to do. And we've talked about doing our work for um, our peers and those that we interact with, but reaching down a few generations and passing along some of the morals and the values and the lessons that um, I grew up with, I just, I feel it's so strong to like push it down that generational line and uh, to give them those same principles that have helped me to live a successful life. So this is um, one of many um, books that we will be putting in um, values and lessons and things like that. So it's uh, listed with Blue Balloon Books. It's such a fun name for a publishing company. Um, (laughs) And I'll make sure I send off the information, but The Adventures of Dylan and Perry by John and Willie Mack. That was a byproduct of the HGTV show that we were on. And so many things, there's so many opportunities that are opening up. Um, connecting us to people in the media and different things of that nature where I just, I just, the writing's on the wall, you know, I I feel that slingshot like drawing back even more. And it's like at the point where it's about to be released. So um. (laughs) I'm just like soaking it all in because I remember talking to you, uh, it was probably about, a year and a half ago, maybe. And we were just like, cause we, we have the gift of sight. Yes. So we were seeing like the visions into the future. And I was like, you're on HGTV. Yes. And, and the funny thing about that is there was a moment where we thought you weren't right. going to be, we- you, you created this episode there. There was this snaf food, the snag in the plan. And then and then this is like the bottom dropped yes. out and it was like, this actually isn't happening. And I was like, but I've seen this. I've seen you it. Called it, out. <laughs> like, you well, called it out. You know what I mean? And so I think like, I'm not st- just saying that to toot my own horn. No. Um, I, I think I'm saying that to say we, as, as humans, we have this gift of intuition. We have, what we know is, and sometimes we can support one another. Like I was that day talking with you and so, and most of the time it's us sitting with this knowing that there is something more mm-hmm. that is being birthed through us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's coming through us. And there's an opportunity to say yes. Yes. An opportunity to say yes to our path, an opportunity to say yes to source, to the universe, to God, however you identify with your higher power, there's always this opportunity. And so as you look back over the years, uh, the question that's coming through is, what was your big yes? Like, what was was the moment where source called you forward and you said yes? 
we touched on this even a little bit in our last podcast, and it still is so relevant um, to me. My big yes was stepping away from, um, I'll just define it as confines. There, there, that can be mm. just <laughs> identified in so many areas. Um, I left my corporate job. And it was a very good corporate job and I was like doing pretty good with it. But God was telling me it's time to step away. Um, There was a moment right after that, that there was a building up of my faith, even in that moment. Um, But that triggered me to just release so many things that I felt were confining me. Uh, Just identity and just how I saw myself and just uh, things that I had to step out on faith with starting my own business and just really, truly loving who I am and who God has created me to be and, and embracing Mm -hmm. that even more to the fact that it released me more so mentally and leaving my corporate job was a piece of that puzzle, right? It was a piece of me saying, you know what, there's more, there's a higher level. There's more, there's a higher realm that I have to get to. And time is of the essence because the Mm. impact, the impact, I think it's, I don't necessarily, because I don't want to put undue pressure on anybody that's listening to this, but sometimes God is like, look, your impact is needed in a couple years. There's a pandemic coming and I need to, you know, this was a few <laughs> years ago, right? There, mm-hmm. There's some people that are going to be impacted um, in an adverse way by some things that are going to happen in the natural realm. And I need you to kind of get a step ahead of this so that when these turbulent times can arise, you'll be in a position where you can reach out. You can start this podcast that people are going to listen to, right? And be uh, positively influenced because you stepped out ahead. Like you said, we're visionaries. So when you see down the visionary line, you're stepping out ahead of something that people don't see or know that's coming. So this podcast was birthed because somebody's going to be listening to this and say, you know, this is what I needed right now. And you had to step out on this years ago so that somebody can be impacted, impacted by it now. It's, it's, it's so, mm. oh, when you really think of that. It's so divine. Obedience is so vital. So my big yes, it's it just it had to be a moment of obedience. And that's vital for people who are earth angels, you know. I could go on and on, but I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think what is really what's funny is my I feel maybe it wasn't my big moment, but what it was a big moment was also leaving Mm -hmm. the confines. Mm -hmm. Like and when I speak about it's it's about um and I talk about this so a lot of my listeners know this, but leaving a marriage that was good. It it wasn't it wasn't anything that you know I felt I couldn't endure if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. We just were different people. It was but it was a place where I was playing small mm. and it wasn't anything that my partner at the time asked me to do. I was just playing small to keep the peace, to keep harmony, to, um, to try to make things work when what source required of me is to be big. Mm. Right. And, and the same went for my corporate role that I was in. I was in a very well-paying, very cushy, highly respected 
corporate role, um, I was an up and comer. People were offering me leadership positions. It was, it was on paper, the dream, right? This is, this is kind of what we started. I worked with the most amazing, I had the most amazing bosses, the most amazing team. I wanted for nothing except that there was a tug in my spirit that said, this ain't it. Mm. It's not enough. You're more. And it's not to say that people working in corporate roles, it's, it's not a hierarchy. It's not like I'm better than anybody. It's just that the work that was ordained for me to do here was bigger than I was allowing myself to be. I just, I just had this vision um, of a tree and this tree is producing sap on the inside, this sweet nectar, this sweet syrup um, that is developed on the inside of this tree. And I see animals, insects, trying to suck the sap out of this tree during its developmental stages. Mm-hmm. And but I see the tree bark being that protective layer that keeps it from, from getting drained. Mm-hmm. Because when the tree comes into its flourishing, when it comes into its, mm, its final growth stages, it'll be at a point where it can produce sap faster and be a source of provision. But if you allow sap suckers to come in too early or you don't get rid of them, then you'll never be able to grow and be that source of provision. Like, I just see that. And when we were talking about the confines, those confines are those insects that try to suck the sap out of us when we are in these growing periods when God is trying to say, I'm pruning you, right? I'm pruning you. That's what happens with that tree. I'm cutting off limbs. I'm cutting off things that will prevent growth. I'm I'm spraying these insecticides that will keep these sap suckers off of you. And we have to be open and hearing what he's saying to us um, so clearly so that when we do grow into that full-bloomed tree and that tree that has been pruned and has been cared for, then we can provide and be exactly like the source of provision for the people that, that he's calling us to, to be, mm. uh, or he's calling towards us. I want to make sure I'm really clear with this. Like, I just hear like, Get rid of the sap suckers. Get rid of those things mm. that are trying to drain this life pure nectar it's like that's life on force, the inside. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that brings up so much for me. You know, the last, uh, how long has it been? It's, it's been about six, seven months that I, so... The timeline is about a year and a half ago, I left my corporate role. And then for about a year, I mm-hmm. was doing consulting. I was, it was, very, it was mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion consulting. It was really, really impactful and purposeful work, but I was drained. I mean, it was, it was really draining as anyone, mm-hmm. any person of color that does this work knows it is, it is a big, it's a heavy weight. 
it's a big, it's yes. a big weight to hold. And so um, Source had told me to stop doing that work about six months ago. And then I went fully into like this work. Like I am fully supporting leaders around awakening them to their intuition, to their divinity, to so that when when they're going into these corporate roles or or business, they become business leaders or whatever, that they're using their intuition to to be vessels, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I say all that just for context because around that time, about six months ago, source started to prune my tree. It was like, there are people that are very well-meaning, super well-intended, very, very important, probably at some point on my path that have no business on your path right now. Mm. And I fought it. The grief that's required to let go of relationships that just are not for this moment. Yes. The, I mean, who was I trying to fight? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? To like fight that process of letting these people fall away. And that included like clients that I had had that were just not fully aligned with the work that I'm truly supposed to be doing. It was, I mean, it was clients, it was friends, it was, you know, it was loved ones. It was, it was a lot of, and for me, the pruning almost always, the, the pruning that I resist the most is typically around people that I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest what, one. Source, it's the hardest one, especially for me, because connection is such an important part of who I am and my purpose and my divinity and connection. Yeah. And so to be, to be letting go of people that I, that I thought I would never have to let go of and clients that were a source of income, like there was just so much resistance. Mm. And what Source is wanting all of us to know in this moment is that it's always with purpose. Mm, always. There's always purpose. The pruning of the trees, like you might see someone pruning a tree and you're like, what are you doing? You're like, that's going to produce less fruit because there's going to be less places for the fruit to come out. There's, you know, it's like, but, but what I know, and this is something that I told a soul sister of mine this morning, is mm. that we are not supposed to be overstretched. Mm. We are not supposed to be doing this very important source given work, this purposeful work, it's not supposed to keep us up at night. It's not supposed to be creating these frantic moments of like overextending ourselves, overdoing it. I see like so many earth angels out there that are walking their path and their purpose and they, their nervous systems are just so heightened Mm. and they're just like in fight or flight, God, source, divine, the universe never asked us to do that and never will never wow so the pruning is to preserve our energy Mm. the pruning is to preserve our resources internally the pruning is also to make room for the ones who will come in and support us and give us more protection more covering Give us more provisions, more resources. Like I have goosebumps I throughout my entire body right now. Yes. Tell me what's coming through that, for you. Like I'm going to go watch a tree being pruned after this because that I think, <laughs> I'm serious because I there's there's this shift happening now. And I want to use the word transfer. Um, and it came 
it's coming up in my life in so many. I just, it's just so much coming through. But with this transfer, it was shown to me in a very natural way because, yay, excited. I just got accepted into a psychology master's program. Oh I know, I just got the news at um, Howard University, so I'm super excited. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's amazing. So I'm just like, I can't contain my smile. And in the email, it said, you should be very proud because you were selected from a very qualified pool of uh, individuals to be in this program. And the next paragraph said, there are only certain credits that we will transfer from your prior um, degree. And it kind of like made me like, man, what? You should just take everything and like, I should just be able to start where I, but I really got that revelation that when you're in the midst of a transfer, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going and the, the mm-hmm. guidelines and the, the kind of, I don't know what word I'm trying to use, but it's like, it's about where you're going next, right? It's the qualifications that they see. And you can't take everything from where you've been and just like, oh, well, I already have a business degree and you should just accept everything. They said, no, there's a way we're going to teach you in these certain classes. And this didn't meet the criteria for what our degree program is going to be. Um, classes that I passed that I'm like, I ain't trying to pay that money over again, but it just was like, no, in this transfer, there's new knowledge and new information that you're going to have to ascertain and just grasp, grasp hold to. So that pruning, that transformation from one stage of growth, it's literally made, it's what you just said. It's making room for new knowledge, new connections, new understanding, because you never want to become stale. You never want to become stagnant, you know, um, mm. in your growth. So I have to cut off what you thought you knew. I had to cut off. I even have to cut off the ways that you were favored in the past. Because you think that that's going to always be the way that something happens in your life. When you're growing, there's there's a new way that I'm going to provide for you. There's a new connection that's going to get you to the next level. You don't always have to go back to that same person or that same business idea. Well, I knew I was doing accounting, so I'll just go back to accounting. That's not where it's going to be at right now. Because that pruning is is exposing transfer when when we it's 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 oh i'm just i don't i can't even get it out because it's just coming so fast i'm like slow down guys slow down (laughs) but when you're in that season of transfer when it and when you have turbulent times or times of what we would say is resistance it's really exposure of growth areas um it's really exposure Mm. of areas that you that that you're about to learn something that you've never learned before, experience something in a new way. And that should excite us, right? I should be excited that I get to take a psychology class that I thought I took, I already took it, but I'm going to learn it in a different environment, different instructors, different um, guidelines around it. It's, it's, it's going to just bring new knowledge and, 
in this season of transfer, we've got to allow, I just, we're going back. That must be the message that was supposed to come today. We have to allow that pruning. We have to allow mm. that pruning. But I'm also the message that's coming through. And I love this metaphor, which is like real life for you, but this metaphor of going back and being disappointed that your credits don't transfer and, but what I'm seeing, um, for instance, like the psychology class, it's like you took the lessons from that class with the context of your finance accounting. Yeah, I can't finance. remember your degree, uh-huh. but it's business, your business degree. Um, you were learning it in that context. Mm. And now you're going into a totally different context. Mm. So you still get to take the lessons from that mm-hmm. class. You get to take it forward. And you're like building, I see like Legos because I have a four and a half year old, but I see like Legos. It's like you come in with this, like this platform and you're like, this is my foundation. And then you get to come and, and build upon it and make something even more robust, even more beautiful, like this wisdom, this knowledge. So source is constantly asking us to bring forward the lessons. We never want to forget the lessons of our past, whether that's this life, past lives, ancestral mm-hmm. lessons, lineage lessons. We are always to take it forward. And then we are to build upon it with the perspective of this moment, which is the only moment mm-hmm. that exists, right? The, the past is a collection of thoughts, of of memories, the future, a collection of possibilities. This moment is the only moment that exists. So how are we going to build upon the foundation of the lessons that have been bestowed upon us to this yeah. point? Right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the key right there. It's, it's not necessarily a forgetting. It's like you said, things serve us for certain reasons. And that's just what growth is. Um, that same sun is what, help that plant to grow or that tree to grow from its developmental stages from when it's 100 and 200 Mm -hmm. years old right um but the the amount of nutrients it's taking in the amount of i mean it, it still is different even though like you just said you build on it but there's a different experience you're gonna have this go around you know um oh i just it's it's exciting. And, and, and this was, I would say, I want to, I just guess I have to be transparent with like a little bit of, I don't know, even want to call it a reprimand, but there was this, there was this season, even when we were talking in our last um, uh, episode where I was like, man, it's preparation. It's preparation. Like we're in this prep stage and we got to get ready to go and we got to get ready to go. And a lot of time we feel like because, a certain amount of time has elapsed, we sometimes can lose momentum in that waiting period. I'm waiting for the coffee shop to go, you know, to take Mm -hmm. off. I'm waiting for this show news. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And even though we know we're in a preparation stage, we can get drained in that waiting stage and I'll just talk about myself. I I got drained in the preparation stage. And I'm like, how? And I knew it was prep stage. Now everything is dropping at the same time. 
Like my plans for the coffee shop got approved right after that. The book release is happening. Yes. I'm so excited. Then I got the news of the college uh, admission and it's like, everything is like, and I'm kind of, I got three houses that were presented to me in the matter of like two days for investment purposes. And, and, and they were quick deals. Like I had to be ready. And I felt myself with like low energy and I'm like, I knew this was coming. I, I was working with the architect on the architectural plans. I was working. I applied to the college. I knew all this was coming down the line. Why now when it's manifesting, I'm like, oh, it's too much. And, um. and I really felt like God was showing me that I, I wasn't on top of I, I want to. I want to word this correctly. I I got distracted by the waiting period, and I because what mm-hmm. I felt wasn't happening at the moment it should have happened. I allowed some confines in my life. I allowed some of those sap sucking um, scenarios to come back in because I was trying to fill what I deemed as a void. With, okay, I need to be doing something. I'm just waiting for the plans to be approved. I'm waiting for the book to be released. I'm waiting for um, the admission news. Well, let me do this in the meantime. Let me let this in in the meantime. Let me allow these things in in this period where I should have been guarding my heart. I should have been guarding my mind. I should have been uh, meditating more. And, and, and oh, I don't know. I just... And when it came time for showtime, I had to just like, whoa, why do I feel this heaviness? Why do I feel this weight? I need to be running, but I'm running like with, and I had to clear my energy back up. And thankfully, I was able to do that and still I'm in the process of doing it in some areas so that I can embrace this season of manifestation that's happening like this in my life. All right, I need you to say something. You're like, go there. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking of my own. I'm still in the waiting Mm. period. So, um, you know, I I talk a lot. My listeners know, my followers know that I've kind of been in a shadow Mm -hmm. season. It's It's been really, you know, I've been really underground. And I'm just over the last couple of months have started to come up above Mm. ground. And I think that I, I didn't even have the capacity to try to fill this. That's how, that's how well sourced mm. those things is like, I'm not even going to give you the, the chance to fill this, this down season mm. with anything because I was, and I, I make it sound like, but I was hit with healing after healing, after healing, mm. after healing, after healing to where all of my energy was being spent with like healing, tending to the collective healing, putting this much message out like there. And, and on the, on paper, I'm like, my, I, and I talk about this in the first episode of this season is like money is one of my biggest like matrix mm-hmm. wounds. It's one of the biggest wounds because in this, in the slow period, I'm like, I am not used to not mm-hmm. making money. <laughs> right? Like I'm not used to, to, to not having provisions be very mm-hmm. clear and, 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 and again, source knows me well enough to know that this is a healing, uh, the healing of a wound that needs to happen in order for me to, to trust what's yeah. next. 
right? Like I have to be able and willing to let this go. And so what I'm hearing you say is it, where, where I didn't really have a choice because I didn't have the energy. Like I, I learned how to intentionally rest. Mm-hmm. I learned how to intentionally have rituals within my day to connect with source multiple times a day. Like I, it was, it became a survival mechanism almost in that, in that quiet season. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is almost like idle hands, like that whole thing of like, you know, where you want to, you end up wanting to fill it with something and it just, you think it's a good idea at the time. Like there's so much opportunity for us to get off path when we're in that preparation phase is what yeah, I'm hearing. And, and, and I, that's what I'll say. It, it wasn't even an intentional, sometimes it was, but there were things and situations and people that would come into my my space and I would just, oh yeah, okay, well yeah, I'm not doing anything right now. Or yeah, sure, I got a little bit of time. And I didn't guard that moment. Like you're saying, like it it um it is so evident right now. Like I feel the energy I'm so, look, using the wrong word, yes. jealous of you that you were able to, like, keep your rituals, keep your energy protected, allow that healing to happen and not get distracted, if I could use that word, by a waiting period. Mm-hmm. It's not a distraction. It is the best thing that could happen mm-hmm. to you because you need that shadow season. You need that time mm-hmm. of being covered by God and by his wings in this season. You need that so that when he stretches his arms out and exposes you, you've been made into the image of what he wants for that moment when you're being released. Yeah. You know. I have a question then for you. For those who are in that preparation period and it feels like momentum is lost and things aren't moving, what, what would you have done differently? What, what do you say to those folks who are in that season right now? You have to silence the voice of criticism. You have mm. to challenge it. That's what I'll say. Challenge the voice of criticism or the voice of Oh, what word do I want to use? Um, I think I'm going to just stick with that. That very critical inner voice that we all have. What are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not being productive. You go out and make some money real quick. Go do this. You can go take a job on. You got, you know, responsibilities. This isn't being a, a mature adult. This isn't being responsible. What are you doing? That very critical nagging voice and you have to what you just said keep a routine of positive self-talk positive and and it's linked in with what you know is your future so i am i am in this season and just repeating it i i am provided for i have more than enough i am not Mm. um i'm not dictated by where I'm at right now. You know, I'm called to thousands, millions of people. I just keep that, just challenge that voice. Well, you're not going to have enough. I'm, I'm provided for. I have all of my needs are supplied. Uh, I have a direct 
um, opening to God, to heaven, to source that provides everything I need when I need it. I want for nothing. Everything that is happening, everything that needs to happen will happen in its time. They're just challenging that critical voice and keeping keeping a routine. And that's what I didn't do. I didn't keep my routine. I didn't. And me and you talked a little bit offline a while ago about like God sending these tests my way, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to see. Is Are you ready? Did you pass it? Did you capture the lesson? And there were times when I was like, no. No, and if the answer is no, then it's like, yeah, and here, so it comes, here it comes again. <laughs> it would come again. And it's like keeping a very clear, because once you're in, and we talked about this even in our last episode, once you're in alignment, once you understand the power of saying what God says, saying what source says, saying what your vision, um, saying what your vision has been in your heart and speaking it and continually repeating it you'll find yourself aligning to the right places to aligning to that doesn't mean just sit in a corner. It means you will be introduced to energy situations and people that will feed you and nourish you. Those roots underground that are in the darkness, that's the intake of the nutrients. That's the intake of what you need, the food to sustain you. So you will be put in, so what are you saying, John? Just in my waiting period, just wait. No, be open to where you're supposed to be that's going to feed you. Are you focused on this uh, potential lover that you want and it's distracting you? I'm talking to my, you know, myself. Like it's distracting you from going to uh, this meetup that you could meet who God has for you or is intended for you. Um are you caught up with how you used to, we'll use the example that we had, how you used to make money, that you're not opening yourself up to the new avenues that he's bringing you into that will give you triple what you used to make? Let go, allow the pruning. That's part of that pruning. Um, a letting go of that critical voice. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes. Can I say a little yes. something about that? So th- I think this has a lot to do with my experience as a shaman too, but I started really, I've become more of a scientist with my experience <laughs> in terms of like my healing and everything. And, and th- when that voice would come forward, I was being told because I'm a channel and I get messages mm-hmm. all day, every day. They were telling me, my guides, my my supporters, my spiritual supporters were telling me, it's time to start getting really curious about mm. that voice. So kind of to what you're saying is like challenging it. And I think we so often want to kind of like banish it, right. like get out of here. You don't belong here. And like, we want to be really almost like, um, like contradictory or, or just like conflict, being conflict with it. But what I started to recognize is that these voices all represented different versions mm. of myself. So when I think of, for instance, Ooh, the, um, the, the wound, I'm telling you, this has been my, this has been my year, <laughs> is like I would have a wound that says, um, I'm not mm. doing enough. And 
you know, I would then see, okay, who's speaking? And I would get deeper and deeper and deeper and find that it was the seven-year-old version of myself who, you know, um, I guess it wouldn't be seven. I was about eight or nine years old when my parents divorced and my dad was a single dad, four kids, and I was the one mm. at home doing everything, right? And so it was this little girl who was just struggling to keep me safe. And I'm like, girl, we don't Ooh. have to do that anymore. We are yes. so safe and we are so secure and we get mm. to rest. And so over time, what I started realizing is these versions of myself, I kept finding them on mm. their deathbed. So this little girl on her deathbed, because this lesson was pretty much complete, yeah. right? And so she was ready to go. And I felt so sad about this version of myself who has been so mm. critical my entire life. So I got to love her before mm. she passed. And then she integrated into my heart as a lesson of like, yeah. we get to rest. And now I just see her in a, like, co cozied up in a freaking meadow with like a blanket and like a pillow. And she's just sleeping mm. in my heart. Right. So, so that times like 20, <laughs> right? Like the different voices that tell us that we're not enough, that we're not doing enough, that we're not oh being enough. Oh my God. Those were survival mechanisms that we were, that we had to, we were in fight or flight mode. I was that person in my family that totally. was always dependent upon and you were, you have to be there. Mm -hmm. You yeah. were the responsible one. I heard you say that in your, nar the narrative, the false narrative you said was, that's not what responsible yeah. people do. Right. That's not what grownups do. See, you caught that. And mm -hmm. that is, that's that voice, right? <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> it's my job I to get those I was things. the one that was always <laughs> depended upon. And I love how you mm -hmm. said that. It's like, no, you get to rest now. You don't. We know better now. You know, you don't have to be the one that everybody has to pull on anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just like if I'm going to bring it to you. And you get to start pouring that, start, that energy that you've been pouring outwardly your entire life out of survival because you are afraid that you won't belong or that you won't be loved if you don't pour it out, you get to now redirect yeah. that to yourself and your connection yes. with source. I just, yeah. That just needs to be a moment <laughs> to take that in. If you're listening to this, mm. that message is so vital. If you're listening to this right now, then this is your opportunity to lean in to those different experiences that you had to learn. You had to learn in the moment you had. It was that fight or flight survival. Mm -hmm. Lean into those moments and allow those versions of yourself to, to rest. Yes, to be love loved. them and yeah. To be loved. I I think I talk a lot about like with my social media and on the podcast about like true self-love is about finding the parts that we find about ourselves the most unlovable and loving them the most. Mm -hmm. So I know that's kind of like a mind meld, but like these parts of ourselves that we push away because you know we we think like, well, this is just really critical. Like you're an a-hole, like why this, this part of me that's like, but that's a part of us that is just crying for attention mm -hmm. because it's a part of us that hasn't been healed mm -hmm. yet. And that is what self-love is about, is about finding the parts of ourselves that feel the hardest to look at 
and witnessing them mm. and loving them and creating space to cry for all of the ways that I had to be the responsible one at eight years yes. old. Right. It's, it's about nourishing those parts of ourselves that we haven't up until this point that we haven't believed deserve love and nourishment. Self-love. And when we get to that place that we have, and I just look at my clock and it's 11, 11 and it's the wrong time, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the wrong time. But that's just what's on mm-hmm. here. So, okay. But when we mm-hmm. get to that point, that is the place of alignment. When we can, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when we can, challenge those or lean into and have conversations with those behaviors and patterns that don't serve us anymore it opens us Mm -hmm. up to being who we need to be right now so that the people and the places the situations the opportunities can attract to that person absolutely well that's the thing i mean What I know with absolute certainty, and there's not a lot of things I can say that about, but what I know is that healing these parts of myself and treating myself as more lovable than I've ever believed I was, it opens up our channel to connect with our intuition, to connect with divine, Mm -hmm. to connect with the abundance and the prosperity and the wealth and the love that's in this world that's surrounding us that we haven't had the capacity to let in. Yes. That's how we open ourselves to the path that we chose when we came here, when we incarnated in this life. Mm. We have to be able and willing to love ourselves in service of whatever it is that we said we would do when we came here. Oh my gosh. This is all coming through me, y'all. Like, I, don't look at me like some guru or something. I'm like, I am just speaking on behalf of the, the universe, which yes. is what I do. <laughs> I, I just, that was needed to, I need to hear that. And I know some other people would need mm. to hear that too. It's, it's vital. Our focus, we have to as much as possible. And I hear somebody always say like, oh, in the morning or at night. No, always check your, your, yourself just do a self-checkup you know they i'll go to the dentist every six months well don't do a self-checkup every six months go to the doctor every six months no if you need to do it three four times a day check in if you feel something's not aligning in your day just check in and see what's coming up and and lean into it lean into it just witness it Just witness it. You don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. but notice in the beginning. I think that's where people get tripped up is like, they think, okay, a million steps ahead. Like, okay, well, Leilani and Jonathan, they're manifesting and they're, you know, it's like getting all the messages. No, start with noticing. You start with noticing. You start with slowing down. You start with taking that damn nap that you've been putting off. Like, you start where you start. And that's always going to be enough because source will show you what those steps are. But you have to be able and willing to take yes. your baby steps. Take your baby. Otherwise, it'll keep. It keeps us in our. It keeps us stuck. Yeah. Otherwise, it keeps us. It keeps us thinking like, well, I'm not Oprah or I'm not Brene or I'm not whatever. I don't have the resources, so it keeps us out of that tiny step that would bring you into alignment today. Speaking that truth that you've been holding back for mm-hmm. three days. I mean, it's. 
it, I, I, what's coming through in this moment is that where you are starting is exactly where you're meant to be. And, and what would it take for you to even ask yourself the question, what does it mean for me to choose being in alignment in this moment? Mm. What does alignment look like with this decision? Making dinner, what does alignment feel like? Well, I could have a greasy burger and fries or I can have a salad. And what is my body telling me it needs? Sometimes it is that greasy <laughs> burger. Like, let's be honest, sometimes you need that comfort. Yeah. But you get to make choices throughout your day. You get to you get to live a life where you're not on autopilot. And that's what it means to choose alignment. It's speaking your truth when it feels scary to do so. Yeah. It's telling the people you love a hard truth or setting a boundary when it feels difficult. Mm. So, I mean, we are, we are at the end yeah. here and I am wanting to respect your time, Jonathan. So what is in this moment moving through you before we wrap it up? It honestly is what we started this podcast with and it, and it flows right with what you said. The scripture, again, that comes to my heart is despise not the day of small beginnings, because if mm. you are faithful, if that is the qualifier, if in those quiet moments, if in that low period, if in that slow period, you are faithful over a few things, when God rips that cover off of you, source puts you on that stage you will be ruler over many. And that's not talking about I'm going to be a ruler, a king of people. It means everything that is meant to happen in your life, you will be in a position where you can manage it, maintain and sustain that portion of your life. You never want to get to somewhere that's snatched away from you. So if you're faithful over the small things, over the few things, get ready, get ready. It's going to be more and more. You're going to be trusted with yes. more and more and more. Yeah. So that's that's just what's in my heart. Mm. Oh, I love these. I'm so days. grateful. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Okay. So what is your bumper sticker? I can't even remember what yours was before. So if you have one piece of wisdom that you would post all over the world, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Um, focus. Mm. Focus. And attach, yeah, I'll just say focus and attach to the proper focus. What does that mean to so you? So attaching to the proper, you can attach, you can focus on the wrong things. You can become consumed with the wrong things. But if you're able to um, focus on what source has spoken to you, what, mm. what God has said about your life and focus and give that your energy, man, buckle up. I'm seeing, I'm seeing your bumper sticker say focus and underneath saying eyes on source. Oh, yes. Yeah. So let's get that in the production so I can <laughs> put that everywhere, please. Uh, Jonathan, it is such a joy. It's always such a joy to be with you. Tell all the people how they can get a hold of you. And this will also be in the show notes. Okay. So you can follow me on Facebook. I'm Jonathan McMiller on Facebook and on Instagram, which, okay, that's something I'm still working on, um, at jmacdewan on Instagram, or you can follow our company page, which is at myflippingfamilyhgtv. That's on IG. So 
follow that. Mm. <laughs> follow us on at My Flipping Family HGTV. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for channeling this wisdom, and I'm sure we'll have thank you back. Thank you for inviting me. I always love being on here. Oh, friends, thank you so much for being here for that nourishing conversation with my friend Jonathan. I think what's really standing out for me in this moment is the notion of self-love and how self-love, truly, truly loving ourselves, all of the parts of ourselves that for a long time, perhaps, we believed were unlovable, the parts of ourselves that are the most riddled with shadow or are the hardest to look at. I think what's really sticking with me is our relationship with those parts of ourselves are inextricably linked to our ability to connect with the divine, to connect with our intuition. Believing that we are less than, believing that we're not enough tends to be what keeps us from believing that we are who source the divine, the universe says we are. And so in this moment, the question that I pose to you all as we wrap up this episode is what are you doing to perhaps establish a different relationship with those parts of yourself that perhaps up until this point, you've been a little hard on yourself about? I think it's worth asking because it might be the one thing that's in the way of you truly connecting with your wholeness. And with that... Hmm, I love you all. I'm so grateful you're here. If you'd like to connect with Jonathan, pop over to the show notes. You can see all of the ways to connect with him that he mentioned in the conversation. But for now, be still my friends and live into your impact. I'm so glad that you're here and I'll talk to you soon.